Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. So this is kind of the way that I think that our kindred spirits are brought together. Because I think we deal with the same, uh, <clears throat> you know, the same medium, so to speak. Yeah. Where uh, so my self-actualization brought me to realize that uh, my my anointment of music, my gift of music, my, my the way that I can make somebody feel a certain way, I, I'm I'm able to provide a safe space for people to deal with emotions that they don't always get to deal with in, in their everyday interactions you know if uh so i've gone out to my community and i found people who have stories that they've been dealing with and i write about them and these are some emotions that they never really got to deal with and i'm seeing grown men you know <laughs> just cry well weep and they don't really have people humans we're all human and nobody people don't have spaces in order to do this in a, a safe place to to express ourselves and that and this is kind of what what you're providing, I mean, you travel around the country and you speak with these veterans. Uh, I mean, that's your job as a chaplain, almost in general, you know. But uh, specifically, veterans, people hold that hold that stuff in and just shove it down, try to go on about life, and that energy's gonna come out somehow. Well, I mean, it's you know? weird because, like, as you know, it's like I, I, like I told you, I really wasn't doing this until a month ago when Scott Carpenter got on there and shared about what was going on with him. And, and where he found God in what seems to be a horrible pit. Uh-huh. And yet, and then, I, then I, I did another one, and I did another one, and the people are like, and, and I realized that, like, you know, me going around and just talking to people without that camera, it was all cool, and it was great for me. But this helps other people, too. Uh, You've watched this. Yeah, I mean, that's, this, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, it's nice to have someone else who... Is going through the shit I've gone through. It's nice to have someone else to. Uh, it's it's a communal communal thing. And it's like, like it reminds me so much. Like we were talking earlier, like uh, I was telling you about me and Kate being together for twenty years. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I my dad might be watching this thing for all I know, um, or what one day. And my dad was not a good husband, mm-hmm. and he was he was not Mister Loving his wife. And so I didn't know how to be loving. And I knew that I wanted Kate to be in my life. Mm-hmm. I felt like I really needed that. I wanted somebody to think that I was special and cared for me. But I didn't know how to sustain it other than maybe we have sex a couple of times, but then that would just seem to fall apart. Yeah. I watched my friends do it, and they, you know, like, well, I go through this girlfriend, I go through that girlfriend, and life was not fulfilling or substantial. And I finally found this guy, and I said, well, hey, I don't know anything about being married. I met this girl. I wanted to have something so I would sit and talk with him and he would tell me stories about his marriage. It wasn't how I should do my own marriage. I don't think it's ever appropriate for an individual to say, well, this is how you should live your right. life. No, no. Because that's not what you're saying. You're saying you should look at yourself and go, bam, 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 I want to be over here. What do these terms mean? What does this look like? Because I think doesn't any, every single one of us have to like figure that out for ourselves? Right. So there's another basic uh, science, uh, social science that we don't tend to um, tap into whenever we talk about stuff like this. But uh, uh, economics, okay, is a very, very important thing. So what is economics? Is is the study of how humans value things. Now we talk about value being money and stuff like that, worth and value. But uh, 
I want to talk about what were you doing that would make someone like Kate value you enough to All the economics of, the, of my own humanity as sure. a person. Sure, yeah. Okay. But, uh, uh, but well, I was a great basketball player. Totally. And, and you know what? That's <laughs> funny. But that, that creates value to people around you. Say, man, it's true. I got some game. You know, like you got yeah. something to offer. You know, if I hit, maybe somebody says, if I uh, hang around him, I'll look cool because he's a good basketball player. Or, uh, you know, uh, so we all value things differently. Everybody values. It, it, it's strange, too, because I valued that then. Uh-huh. And until the other day when I was sitting in a bar, I haven't watched any of the NBA. Right. I, like, I just don't even care anymore. It's like, it, there's another, you know, I want to use another term from economics called utility. Yeah. Right. Everything that you purchase, like, I'm going to use my, I'm going to spend my money to get the maximum amount of utility for the item that I purchased. Utility being usage. Uh, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like we were talking about, like, I, I, I have this minivan. Uh-huh. What do you mean? It's a- <laughs> So I got a minivan and I got a truck. Show me that game. And I, I, I know, right? <laughs> well, the, what, what killed me was like I went from this four-wheel drive truck, which I still have, but it only gets 15 miles a gallon. Right. Now, as, as we move and go on the road full-time, I might need to that. And I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think about my utility. How much do I get the gas mileage? Because I still got to tow something for us to sleep in. Sure. So that's what we're talking about, right? Like how many miles per gallon can I go down the road? Um, they talk about superfoods. Uh, Clothes that last longer, whatever it is. Not only that, but you know, think to our basic, our basic tribal selves. You know, every person within the tribe has some type of utility, some type of job, something that they were doing to add value to the to the tribe, yeah, to the tribe. And that's how we're that's how we're wired. You know, we are wired. We are tribal beings like this, right? Uh, so, well, that's uh, true. So, you know, like when you think about it, like, and, and therefore, because we have a tribe, because we are part of something large. Everybody's got a place. Everybody's got importance. Right, but since our, our world has vastly changed all the way through uh, through the Middle Ages to the medieval time, you know, tribes have got, kind of got broken up. Structures have been changed uh, through the Industrial Revolution to how, how we go out and, and provide. And we have to get money now to provide utility to purchase with somebody else. Where back in the day, we'd just be, I would go... You would help me, I would, I would help I'd, you. I'd, I'd kill yeah. elk. And we bring back, you know, and everyone has something. Something you'd have elk, and I'd have went fishing. I'd have fish. Whatever. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So I had to kind of, for for me personally, I had to evaluate what value. I was always worried. Why aren't? Why isn't anybody investing in me? Why? Why can't you know? I see these other people getting these record deals, or I see these other things uh, happening for other people. It's like, why isn't anybody? I can't. Everybody's investing me, and uh, especially with that voice. <laughs> right. so, so, so this has happened all over the place. I know that I could uh, sing better or put more notes within the thing, whatever that meant at the, at the time to me, uh, than than some some of these other folks that were uh, having people just pouring money into them or pouring uh, resources or whatever yeah. into them. Uh, so what? I, I like the world owed me something, right? But you are owed. So what? What's <laughs> No, not I'm not. I'm not I know, I know, but but that's the normal. Like when we right. wake up, and people say you're gonna make it one day. You've already made uh, it. You're alive. You're human, mm-hmm. and, and and you're fighting that right well, now. It's, it's expectation. Ooh, expectation management is big enough. Bad. Yes, it is. You know, so you had that. I want to just. Uh, I want to put that against. Um, 
utility provided by me. Okay, so I'm, I want to- To the tribe, you're talking about provided. To the tribe, yeah, what am I bringing versus what I expect them to bring to me? And if I'm not bringing in, uh, if I'm not killing enough bunnies, if I'm not killing enough rabbits for the spit, you know, then they could have slowly kind of say, I mean, this dude's not pulling his weight, blah, blah, blah. Just like basic, basic human interactive sociology law. Right? Um, so I had to stop thinking about what am I providing to the world? Like, so getting in with the, the, the Catholics and the, uh, and the Buddhists, they would- And you they, in they, between, they, living, right, right, living uh, in the valley. Uh, they're, they're talking about how, uh, you know, you just give to the world and don't expect anything. You just, you just, you just give and you will be provided for. Just give, okay, and then I just started putting two two together, and it's like just trial and error. Uh, and finally, I came back from Colorado, came back down to the swamp, Hano. <laughs> it's beautiful, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful, but it's hot and mosquitoes are crunchy. Ah, dang, it bad. <laughs> uh, but um, we would. I, I came back down. I, I worked in oil and gas for a little while longer, and I found an opening. Uh, I was just thinking, what, what am I, I kept thinking back, as was the lesson just kept echoing in my head, what am I doing, what am I giving to the world? What kind of utility am I providing? When I saw somebody charge 600 bucks to play four songs at a funeral. And I remember just that, to me, that just feeling very ugly to me. They didn't, they didn't uh, just offer it to him, this person charged. Yeah. Like, right, right. I'll do the funeral. Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay. I'll do the funeral for you 600 bucks. Yeah, no, they, so it was a great point ahead of time. Oh yeah, so it wasn't like I'm moved right. by what you've done. Thank you for being here. Some right. donations. And I'm sticking these humans. Like you, we've all been to funerals. I'm fairly sure, and that's the most rawest, real, any human beings ever going to be. And man, my um, my stepson's grandpa passed away. The awesome man, Mrs. Steven, Mrs. Steve Halford. Uh, and he uh, he lived right down the road from me in, in Cross Springs, Louisiana. And uh, they, the family asked me to sing for the funeral. And I went over there and I just said, for free, for sure. And I walked in and everyone, they, the funeral home was really big enough. People, they, people had no idea how many lives he touched. Like, he just, they just poured in. And uh, I, got, I, I found my place, like, of a, 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 my ability to sing in remembrance of that cat. And everyone, he had been chairing us all his life, never talked about it. You know, and I, I saw just how much the world loved this cat. I had no clue. I, I, I love the dude. I, I, I liked him a lot. He's always a good human being, uh, but I just didn't realize how many lives he touched. And at that moment, I said, I had to think about what is my desired output. If I'm going to have a desired output of me at the very end of life, there's one thing I want to have as many people at my funeral talking about the stuff that I possibly did. If I could say that I'd be satisfied with myself, that's what I would want, okay, for me. Yeah. I want people to say, yeah, I remember that guy, this, that, the other thing. So, how can I provide enough value to the world to make that happen? To me, make that happen. Uh, I got humbled off of this one. Okay, so uh, and, uh, so I, I went out and just did did uh, a few more funerals. And um, you're sitting at funerals. funerals. Yeah, no expectations. That like, I quit the oil and gas job. I'm back in Louisiana. Quit the oil and gas job. My fiance. We both kind of kind of had enough of some things, and we both divested from our, our respective careers. She do she does her art full time. And I, uh, I play music full time, and uh, where many people had, would tell me throughout the years that, that would be a complete disaster, I knew that now I, I had purpose, and if I continue to just give of my, of my gifts, give of myself, that I was gonna get taken care of. I just had to trust that the tribe was going to take care of me if I continued giving to the tribe. 
Uh, so uh, fast forward a few months later, uh, unbeknownst to me, I just kind of threw that song out there. Uh, the positive energy came back in a way that I, I never would have really imagined I would have gotten blessed. Like I got the, the last Honky Tonk Music series uh, brought me over to the, the, uh, the Songs of the Bayou Songwriters Festival. And, and I had a life-changing experience realized just how much of a, uh, how powerful I am and how powerful the medium that I wield uh, can possibly touch people. Don't cry, dude. <laughs> and, um, you know, and that was powerful. Then, then a month later, I got invited by the, uh, the Buddy Holly Foundation to be part of the South Louisiana Songwriters uh, Festival and workshops. And these were both granted to me and things that I, I didn't seek out. They, they found me. And uh, they always talk about in, uh, in in the book of Matthew. You know, you give, you you, you give. Don't talk about it. Don't cash it. Uh, if if you cash out your chips here in, on Earth, surely you have received your reward, right. and they're worthless in heaven, so to speak, right? But um, you know, if you just hold on to them, you're going to get blessed. You have faith in the system. Have faith in the tribe. Have faith in the in uh, in God that He will provide. That's a song. Let's remember that. <laughs> uh, you know, in a uh, totally. It happened. I got I, my my faith is restored, you know, in, in in a higher power. My faith is restored in the uh, the system of goodness. Uh, uh, culminating, I'm culminating this positivity. I'm right here because of all of those choices. I'm gonna pull in here too. Uh-huh. We're, we're gonna like really define something. This is real important. Okay. He will hurt your boys. We get you play one more song too. We're done even. Uh-huh. Which like because it's. As a veteran, you started out private man, or whatever they call y'all in, in the Navy. Yeah, seaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. Yeah. We all started out. Seaman de Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So, <laughs> so like, like I'm the little boy here. Okay, just give me a break. So, <laughs> so like, but, but shit. Interesting. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> that you started out. And now you're saying, hey, these great things have happened. And I want to be real clear about these great things. Uh-huh. Did you sign any million dollar contract? No. Is somebody telling you which where, where to go, what to do? No. You know, I mean, did, did, you, did you drive up here in a Mercedes? No. no. I got a, you got a plane? I got a 2012 Ford, uh, Dodge truck. Yeah. You just said you made, you, you've made it. You've got success going on. Where's the money? Uh, that's... That's that. It, I have enough money to provide for all the needs for my family. You know, I have uh, I have the needs to. Uh, I have the means to. Well, I play music out. I play piano shows, so I still get money. I still have casino work that I do. You know? You're playing for tips? Uh, no, I do. Uh, I have like guarantees plus tips. Guarantees. You know, this this piano market has been pretty lucrative. You know, I gotta say, but that got provided to me just from being. Uh, I'm trying, trying to make the right? point that you ain't rich. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not rich, but I'm playing into it a little bit. <laughs> but I'm comfortable. I know, but you know, but but what I'm saying is, you're, you're still working, uh-huh. and success is not some like fancy bullshit where you're just like walking through five star hotels and people are like wanting to sleep with you. You're still totally. in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. No, you still take care of your children. Uh-huh. You've that you're playing a two hundred dollar guitar there. It's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want to say that it's perfect. But it is yeah. perfect in the sense of it is what it is. Uh-huh. And you're not like you you know Martin's not down here handing you a new D thirty five hundred or whatever they call it. And and I love that about you. 
So because look, that's what you're talking about is true success because that you looked over here and you said, I want to touch people's lives. And for that's going to be my success. Uh-huh. Am, am I disseminating right, that correctly? That, that's my currency. That's your currency. Uh-huh. That's where you made the money. Right. That's it, We're not talking about money. You know, like, chaplain, you make your money over here. Well, I get the same freaking money if I'm a good chaplain or not a bad chaplain when I was in the Army. Mm-hmm. Now in retirement, you all know the story. Just <laughs> look it up. I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah. It, that's not success. Money is not success. Uh, it's, Somebody it's really flashing not. a camera when you yeah. walk around corners is not success. Yeah. Not at all. It, it's, it's, it's not my success. Yeah, I can't define not mine either. I can't define your success for you or whoever's out there. I can't I can't define your success for you. You know. And uh, I and I really maybe having a nice boat is something that's important to you, you know, in order for you to go out and, and, and take care of the things you because trust me, that the house has to be taken care of. Yeah. You know, if you don't have resources to take care of your foundation, then the whole damn thing's going to crumble down. Exactly. You know, so you got to have, uh, you know, a, a, a game plan, you know, or something. You have to have some some sustenance. And that really pushed you there because, like, when you hear you saying, I mean, oh, it hurt. I am poor. He called me poor in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but when you hear, you know, like, for, for those, I mean, even me, and I play music. Uh-huh. And I'm not all bad. I, I enjoy what I do. Right. I've seen people cry. And I've seen people uh-huh. laugh. I've seen people sing along with me. I'm a musician. Yeah, you plug those strings. Man. And and the weird thing is, like, I listen to you, and I'm like, holy shit, man! Did you sang a song for me and my wife that just blew me away. I mean, it's easy to say, well, that guy's great, and uh-huh. and it's easy for somebody over there to just hear you and go, like, well, he's got to be talking about he's made it. You were talking uh-huh. about. You're finding your purpose. I've created value. You've created so value. I'm not in the music business. I'm, I'm, I'm in the human business. Is what I want to say, right? That's what and I was I, talking about. Okay, so I'm investing in the tribe. Yeah. And I really had to push it there because there's so many of us. Like, I grew up and I would like look up there and I would say, oh, guns and roses, you know? Like, uh, yeah. LA guns. Oh, like, these guys got it all. They're driving around and drinking liquor and they're on MTV. Uh, and I thought that was success. Totally. We all did. We all had this paradigm, or this not this paradigm, but um, we all had this portrait painted to us of what success looks like by by the media that we consume, what love looks like, uh, you know, from Disney, uh, you know, everything. The whole game's twisted up by the media that we consume. It you is, know? and uh, you know, we were in all in actuality, it's, it's us and the people around us that, that define what our success looks like. You know, how do we impact? How do we impact those around us? To me. We, uh, now we worth thinking about, but I, I, to me that, I, and uh, I know other like-minded people who are, who are satisfied with their place in the world, but by choosing this philosophy. We we started talking about um, Boudin. Uh, Boudin, Boudin, Boudin. Yeah, Boudin is what uh, East Texas is called. Boudin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it all backwards, but y'all, y'all know what I mean. Um, and in a Monique, you put on on the two first BSB web page today. Twenty two a day veterans die. Why you know, celebrity is not why we, um, why we don't value life because of celebrity. I think you said something like that. Uh, one of my other friends on here, Venture, she said, "Hey, I watched those cooking shows for my child, and it broke my heart." And this morning you looked at me and you said, it's enough. We've got to talk about this. Yeah, so uh, the, the, 
I really don't get down to celebrity deaths too much, you know. But uh, now Anthony Bourdain is a uh, he has been a thinking man's uh, go to. But the guy travels. First of all, he was young, uh, worked in kitchens, uh, was a chef, became a uh, he got addicted to heroin, beat heroin, uh, and a lot of vets are struggling with heroin based problems or, or, or something. Yeah, and they're definitely heroin based and uh, painkillers, you know, stuff like that. Sure, man. But uh, he he got rid of, he got got rid of it. And I'm not sure this is gonna be the perfect message for them. But uh, he left. He he was a a chef, and then he wrote a book. And the book is called Kitchen Confidential. And the book went uh, uh, New York Times bestsellers list. You know, which propelled him into the next stage of his career. And he, then he started. He got on with CNN. Uh, you know, without him, there aren't any other uh, real celebrity chefs. From him. He's the before first then, before him, you had like Errol Lagasse, the Bangs, and the uh, and the uh, you know the Paul Prudhommes, and you had all these other uh, famous chefs before in throughout history. But he kind of set it forward to where you know created a space for Rachel Ray. Yeah, uh, you know he made this this culture, this kitchen culture, fancy. He went from more from you know someone cooking on TV to uh, I'm a chef and I uh, the world is my is my plate. And so he, 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 he did travel in the world. All over the place. I mean, he had a show seven seasons of CNN going to different places from Myanmar to Tanzania to Brazil to, uh, you know, he came to, um, he was up in Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, you know, for, for last season. Alaska. He's all, all over the place going, infiltrating, meeting these interesting people, eating this wonderful food. Uh, a, a dream life. He, be, he became a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt in his 50s, you know, just, just completely kicked butt. At life, one of the few people I've ever said, "Man, I, uh, in recent years, that I said, man, I wish I had that guy's life." If there's anyone whose life I could switch with, it'd be that guy. And he just killed himself last night. And so that's powerful. So with all that stuff, he still struggled. Mm-hmm. He still had problems. Now, I don't know what was inside his heart. No, you know, but it, it, was, a, it was an eye opener to me, man. It, 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 uh, it hurt. It hurt me. As somebody like I, I, I really, really like this cat. I don't. I don't I can't name another celebrity who's passing away from maybe Conway Twitty that really impacted me back in the day, you know? Uh, this really this really hit close to home for me. And, and it has to other people that are part of that church. You know, I'm like, sure, certainly. We, we talked about tentatively even talking about it. Like, is, is it even something that you do? Do you even say something publicly? And it, somewhere in the conversation about self-actualization, I thought, you know what, I'm going to bring that up. <laughs> I mean, as we're sitting here talking, I thought to myself, we live in a culture that doesn't lament properly. When you said, I'm going to do those funerals and I'm not going to charge anything. Mm-hmm. You were leading people in lament. Okay. In mourning. Okay, you got- and in celebration of life. Because you have, sometimes when you have a loss, it's appropriate to cry. And define the term for it, lament. What is, what is to it? lament is to, is, to, is to mourn, is to cry. Okay. It's to, to grasp the realization of that what the greatness of that individual. And the root word of lamentations? Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Yeah, from the, like the old okay. the Hebrew book of uh, Lamentations. Right. And, and it's like this, I, you know, and I, I didn't know that. I was singing the song PTSD for a chaplain's event up in uh, Baltimore. And this lady um, comes up to me from, she's a, a chaplain out of Hawaii. Okay. And she says, you need to, she said, you, you need to realize that, or I don't know how she said it, this is my words. I, I was leading people in lamentation. Okay. 
I was leading people in the pathway of it's okay to mourn. It's okay to cry. Yeah. It's totally. important to freaking cry because this man was important. And 22 a day, we're not a damn number. There's 22 people left their families. They left that path where they looked at the end or the beginning because sometimes we don't look. And to leave a life that's full and rich, we're right now saying, look, look at your life. Look at your moment. Mm-hmm. And then when it's over, and then the moments of the folks around you are over, lament and mourn and sing. It's special. It's the culmination. And I'm not going to forget these people. And I, I love that, Carolyn, your post where you said, I'm going back and I'm watching them damn reruns. Because it's sacred. Mm-hmm. His life was sacred. Every life. Chris, when you were talking yesterday, uh, Jamie, when you were talking about your friend dying Tuesday morning, their lives were sacred. Mm-hmm. And, and they need to be celebrated. And sometimes song works. And that was what you were saying. You, know, you, you, you It's okay to mourn because that life was sacred. Mm-hmm. And it's a loss. It's a real loss. Sure. We live in a culture that says like, Oh, well, there's 22 a day. Here's a number. Move on. Wow. Things are getting bad. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've got a problem with the VA. It must be somebody else. Yeah. We, we need to throw more money at it. Can you get Mr. President? Can you change out the people? Mm. This, this is what you do. You talk. You care for one another. You love one another. You say, you know what? Every funeral is important enough that the poorest of the poor among us deserve to have the best music that they can get at the moment. In the places where they're at. For sure. And, that, and I love that. That's what the whole last Honky Tonk music series was about. It's like people caring for one another and singing and bringing beauty into life. And, Absolutely. And being part of that like, kind of freaks me out a little bit that, that something like that exists. It's yeah. not a label where like we're getting a crap ton of money and they're giving you a big old bus. We're not giving you any bus, actually. Or any money. Or any money for that matter, right? Huh? You know, Which is, but that's not why we do it. Just like what we're saying, we do it because life's valuable. Sure. And and like, because even us as, as creators, like we need the space to uh, to be around like-minded people to say, you know what, it's okay to be me. Yeah. Like even us as creators, you know, even though we, we, we're so we're always so busy, uh, at least in, in, in my case and in your case, you know, we're, we're busy taking on the. The burdens of other, other human beings, man. You know, we're busy um, being being empaths and and being a, a, like an emotional capacitor for people. People just take it in, and we just hold on to that charge. And what do we do with it? You know, we uh, we write, we uh, we create, we do something with it. And uh, you know, being part part of the series is definitely nice to see that uh, you know I'm not alone. There there are other human beings out there. Uh, not specifically alone. you, man. Like you are out there. Like you are leading. A, a charge here that you you are carving a path and creating a space for people to uh, uh, to feel in a healthy way and feel in a way that, that, that society and, and, and most people's uh, groups most people's close groups don't uh, allow for. Well, it's when I was in the army, when you were in the navy, right? Things were happening. And everybody's got this job. And somewhere along the way, I realized that when I was no longer enlisted, I became a chaplain. Like my whole job, like the whole purpose of me being there was to be and observe 
the sacredness of the stories of the folks that I was with. I mean, like, I was there to be with these people, with, with you other veterans, I mean, like, a whole group. And, it, and it's not just veterans, it's the spouses, it's the grandmothers who call, I haven't heard from my grandson. It's all you that support them. Everybody. Yeah, the, the, the government service workers, the... the That's right. and, and the weird thing was that, like, that, like, as a chaplain, I couldn't ever tell anybody's story. And now I don't tell, I don't have to tell any stories. I got the stinking phone. Right. And you can tell your story. Right. And you've done that. You, and you're telling the world that, like... How world. <laughs> but, but you're telling and, and it's great anybody can add anybody to this there's no like I, I just didn't want it to be like I didn't want CNN coming and taking the story and cut because I, I, I do that stuff with the video I like make video you know and I can take your video picture I can put your, my words in your mouth and I'm not I, that irritates me that people do that so it's closed group that's the whole reason it's closed group so it's just like I can try to and I'm sure there's software they can bypass it but I'm trying to like value the sacredness of our stories, man. Like, like your pain and losing the fact that, like, that. I mean, I mean, you lose people, and they're gonna go because we're kind of like in the birth canal, you know. This ain't it. Right. It's like we're gonna get born. I mean, I, that's what I'm thinking, folks. You know, like y'all know about opinion on that is that we're we're getting ready for the next life and I think that you know in the womb it's nice and warm mm-hmm. and, and sometimes like I'm getting all the food and everything I need right here right now and I don't want to think about going out I don't want to you know sure. and, and I don't want to let it go mama's, mama's boot that's yeah. it man I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to experience that on my own I don't want to walk no more uh, and, and I remember like my best friend Died right for my mom did. It, and it was by suicide. It wasn't. It wasn't a pretty suicide. And and I can I can sit there and I can focus on the suicide. And I can tell you, I have. I've said I mean, I've had some real bad practices in that. I've been over a few days on the floor because of that, so to speak, or a few days where I drink way too much. And. And then I realized I wasn't celebrating my friend's life. And one of the reasons I'm out here doing this stuff is to celebrate Jeremy Anderson. He was the guy that said the opening prayer where I was ordained. And what does all that crap mean? I mean, it meant something to him. He, he, he read part of the, the song, back to music, he read part of the song from Yahweh, from U2's, one of U2's albums, and heard a song called Yahweh. All right. And he read it, and it was, it was part of the prayer of my ordination. What I, you know, like, and he was in a wheelchair at the time. It was, it's, it's crazy because, like, he's alive with us now. Like, I don't think for a minute that that losing him was preventable. I don't think I could have done anything, but I, I could be with him at the moment. And I went. And I look back sometimes and I was like, man, I wish I had went out there. I wish I had told Jeremy's story, you know. And I wish I had I played a couple more songs. And I wish I would worked a little harder. And then, I, then one day I said, stop this damn wishing. 
I yeah. do that evaluation thing. Exactly like you're, well, different than how you said it, but exactly the same yeah. thing. I just didn't think of it that way. And it's just like, that's why it's so good to have your story out there. Because there's people that don't think all like me. They think exactly like you. Right. Sure. And, and then one day I realized, like, I can move forward. And I can start living my life. Like I want to today. Right. And I can be somebody today. Totally. That's a better version of the guy from yesterday or 30 minutes ago. Totally. And I can be open to correction. I can be open to learning. And I can sit there and I can I can evaluate. And I get that freaking phone, man. I can Wikipedia anything. Any word, any verb, any noun. I can teach myself. I can learn from those around me. I can read books that, that people have passed on. You said that dude wrote cooking books? Mm-hmm. All that stuff he he did with his life, you know, because we, we can, you know, I think that's the way we we prevent some tragedies. I think you're right. I think it's the only way. You know, it comes down to like to pre- prevent personal human tragedies, uh, like what you were just talking about a little while ago. You know, uh, particularly suicide. Uh, I, see, I think it's the only way. Is to uh, you know. Five people in space. That's a really look. There's also uh, oh, I can go down that, down that road, but um, there's a uh, that's something to be said about about providing. If, you, if you're in a spot where you feel valueless, I, mean, I promise you, you can provide value to somebody else. All right, and and that's it. The, uh, there's an old, this old spiritual song that just popped in my head. Uh, it only takes a spark to get a fire burning. Uh, you know, it only takes one effort for, from you to do something from somebody else without any expectation. Uh, and just keep on giving, just keep on putting sparks somewhere. And eventually you're going to see somebody somewhere where you're going to ignite a flame. Just keep on doubling down that space over and over again. There might be a whole bunch of people who aren't ready to accept that you have to get to the world but there's someone out there that's going to say yes and you keep doubling down on those spaces where people say yes don't worry about the no's keep doubling down on the places that say yes you have you have so many places that you can make impact so anyway can, can I get you to play a song I, I don't have any other questions for you I, 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 I think you said so much yeah I think I do is there something that you can time. you can play I suppose after all that I mean like I don't know. Uh, I think we get a thought to it. I think I'm tapped out. Okay. I think I'm tapped out. Hey, y'all. Lance has got to work tonight with that guitar. In in the sense of, like, he ain't got to. He gets to. And, um... I, I think they still. What, what are you playing tonight? I'm uh, at uh, uh, Big Mike's Barbecue in Thibodeau, Louisiana. Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. Thibodeau. Man, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to play a barbecue joint. I can't tell you right now. I'm so excited. I'm not going to lick the bar. Are you able to eat before you play? I'm open, so I'm going to greasy, <laughs> greasy fingers slide right across that. I don't have that uh, feeling. Okay. I'm like, I'm like something in me. It's like, do not eat until we're done. <laughs> Straight to the back teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tear that barbecue up. Mm-hmm. How far is it from here? Uh, 35, 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, I might drive down here and eat some food. Listen oh. to you. Oh, yeah.
Hey, uh, feed that bowl in that soul. Vet Church, remember, um, question. We threw a lot of things out here, and it may not be all for you. In fact, it might take you deeper in the rabbit hole. Maybe that's where you need to be. I don't know. They got to make that decision for themselves. For sure. Question. If something resonates, if, if something resonates with you, and, and man, you, you feel like you want someone to talk to, and, and the, my approach resonates with you, feel free to reach out. I, 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 I deal with people that I never met before in my entire life on a regular basis, and uh, this is this is kind of what I do. Well, you also you go to people's homes and play music. You'll go there at parties. You'll do a, like. I, I just don't talk about. It. I know, and that's when, when I hear promote. This is not a promotional thing. You're a veteran that that gave to this country so much. I'm, I'm trying to celebrate your life, but I, like I, I do want you to play in every living room. Uh-huh. I can't, you know, that song you sang for me and Kate earlier. Like it was, it was private, it was special. You wrote it three weeks ago, and you're like, I gotta sing this song. I said, for Whoa! You. Like you got to tell the story. <laughs> but it blew me away, and I, I want everybody to have that experience. Lance Dubrock, he'll, you can PM him, um, send him a friend request. He's a real person, and he really cares. <laughs> And think, you know, question, think, have fun, <laughs> eat some barbecue. Yeah. And take care of one another. Extra sauce, always. Extra, extra that sauce. sauce. Get, extra, get extra sauce, that sauce for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, folks. See y'all later. Love y'all. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank you for joining us for part two of this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.